Blog Talk Radio. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye. <laughs> the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Well, well, well. Welcome, my friends. You've got the troubadour of talk and the toxic shock of blog talk. I'm Sam, and this is the Big Brother After Show. The best show to talk about Big Brother on the planet, live from Dead Lizard Studios, just a few miles south of Atlanta, and it is hot, and I have these microphone things that I talk to you and communicate with you through to carry this relationship that we've had going on for, oh, over five years now. Can you believe that? I've been doing this a long time. But one of them is charged, and it has two bars. And if you remember, you know, now cell phones just have one huge bar. And, you know, back in the day, we used to have actual little, like, you know, five little lines. Well, I have those five little lines. I've got two on this microphone. So let not your heart be troubled if this one cuts out. We do have a backup. So you might just hear, like, a minute of pause probably doesn't bother you any because I talk too much anyway, but if it does, just hang in there. I'll be right back in in a second, but I don't foresee any problems, but when I see something that might be a cautionary tale, i got to tell you guys about it just because, you know, don't want you to leave. Um, of course, we're sponsored, we're sponsored by our friends Morty's. Check them out, www.mortystv.com. That is the place to go to get some spoilers, to Talk to other Big Brother fans. What a season. So it's a lot of chatter going on. Um, so it's a great time to really get in there and start talking to people. They have contests. They do all kinds of cool stuff. You heard we had uh, Fusky on with us last week. He's a big part of the Morty's group. Um, he does all their social media. He's an awesome guy, a uh, friend of the show. Um, and he always comes on. And if you guys want to listen to what Morty's uh, does for people and what you can do there, Go listen to last week's show. It's definitely 
uh, there for you to take a look at because it's not just Big Brother, it's it's everything. And can't push them enough. Great forums, great people, great staff. If you want to work for them, actually, um, I don't know if you call it work when you're watching, you know, feeds all day and kind of reporting what's going on in the feeds. I mean, that's not really work. But if it's something that you would enjoy as a hobby, get in contact with them. They're looking for people that are going to help them out, keep up with the with the uh, blogs and whatnot. And um, they've got one person that does it, and I think she does it full time. I'm sure she could use a lot of help. So that's something that you're into if you watch the feeds all day anyway and you want to be recognized for it and you want to be kind of somebody important in the feed world of Big Brother. You know, it's such a large world, that feed world. Um, it's such an important, you know, credible, amazing, star-studded group. No, it really is a great great group to do it with. But, you know, if you want to be famous for blogging uh, the feeds, and some people are, believe it or not, go on there. Get in touch with them. Uh, Fusky will hook you up. Great guy, great organization. Love Morty's. They do everything, not just Big Brother. Uh, so please go visit them. Also go go follow them on um, on Twitter at Morty's TV, and uh, you'll be able to get on some of the spoilers that they're putting out there and whatnot. And follow me, please, at Big at BB After Show. And uh, you know I'm not as active as I, I have been in the past. I've just had a lot going on. The show started, and it's like I've been up against the grind, so I'm not – I'm going to get better. I, I tweeted some things up tonight. You guys thought they were funny. Thank you for retweeting them. It, it definitely helps grow uh, our brand, and um, so I appreciate that. So I will get more involved with tweeting those things out. Um, and we're going to – basically what we do here, the whole spiel that I do with you guys, we go live Thursday night. Why do we go live Thursday night? That's when we're all caught up. You guys are fanatics. You're always reading what's going on next. You know the moves before they know the moves because you're watching the feeds. Well, what Thursday allows us to do, and I used to do a Sunday, and I think it was a Sunday-Thursday show years ago. And what you find out, Sunday you're just talking about spoilers. A lot of people felt like if they didn't see the spoilers, they were kind of confused on what was going on. So we just said, you know what, let's just go Thursday night full, full on and – let the people hear it as it's up to date. So we're going to talk about the things that have been happening happening over the last week. Um, we're going to talk about what we think is going to be coming. That's going to be really difficult because we don't have an HOH currently. But we had one heck of an HOH going out. So we're going to talk about that and talk about strategy. We'll talk about you know the things that have been going on and what we think is going to what we think will be happening. I got to tell you guys, you know. <laughs> This is the only show I've, I've done. I've done a lot of shows like this, uh, not Big Brother. I've been doing Big Brother by the nice people that have asked me to do this uh, for years. I've uh, been the voice of the BB After Show for a long time. I love doing it. I love our relationship. I feel like we can connect. You hear my voice. It goes in through your eardrums and soothes your um, upper scorpilorbium, whatever that might be. And we're here to talk about Big Brother but I had a friend that started doing his own kind of radio show. I'm not going to promote it here because I don't even know if it's legit or not. But it really inspired me that I've got to get back on my game with you guys. I think I've been a little bit, eh, you know, and I need to get back on this thing. This is my commitment to you right now before August comes that we're going to start getting more into things. I'm going to get more excited with you guys. Um, and personal things have been going on, so it's just been kind of hectic. But we're going to get back into serious Big Brother mode. <clears throat> We're going to talk about some serious things. We're going to talk about, you know, HOHs and, and all that and, and strategies and theories and whatnot. And, of course, we got to start with the HOH comp. 
A lot of people disagree with me, but Tyler gave that comp over. Tyler would have won that comp. What a player Tyler is. I mean, Anthony, I mean, we're talking about a guy that we probably haven't seen. And, and you know, listen, I, I love Derek. I think Derek was a, was a very good player. My gripe with Derek was always I didn't think, and it's not his fault, I want to clarify, but I just don't think that cast was a very game-worthy cast. There's a lot of that cast that just were just there. And a lot of people hate me for saying it because a lot of people aren't Frankie fans, but I think Frankie was a play, a guy who was there to play. I think he was trying to win. And outside of that, you really didn't have a lot of people that were really getting into this game. I mean, a lot of that cast was just really blah. I mean, nobody was really in it to try to win it. And, of course, Derek was. But i got to say, so far, I feel like Tyler – as a guy that I'm looking at play this game, and at first, you know, I would be the first to admit, I thought we were going to get a dumb surfer. You know, we've seen it before. We've seen this, the typecast, the stereotype that they put in the house, that we were going to get some kind of dumb guy that was going to come in, try to get with the women, a little snuggle, a little love, you know, some hand-holding, maybe some tongue-touching. Is that too much? It's not Sunday. But you know, trying to get a little filmy, filmy. But what we found out is Tyler is a game player. I mean, Tyler is a guy that we're looking at this season saying, okay, this is if you like game, and, you know, I tell you guys, you know, if you like the showmances, that's fine. That's good. I'm not on your team, but I'm definitely not going to blow your team up. I'm not a big fan of the showmance thing. I, I think it's great when they get together and they get married and they have kids. Wonderful. I could care less about the relationship. I just want to see some backstabbing and real, real, real good play going on. And that's okay if you like that. Some people like to tune in and watch the fights, and maybe we haven't had any real fights yet, and that's kind of boring to some of you. But for the strategists, the people who like the game being played, the people who like to see the backstabbing, the turning, houses not voting altogether, you know, alliances coming together and fighting each other, a lot of you guys – have to be excited about this season because it has been really fun to watch a guy like Tyler do so much and get away with everything. I mean, how many times is this guy going to talk to people and, and, and work their moves in this house and completely never get asked, who are you talking to? Like, you come up here, you tell me all these things, you tell me you can work these angles with people. What people? Not once. As anybody said, I think Tyler's got to be working with people. It just seems like the guy just ghosts in and ghosts out. He's kind of got that missed thing about him. It's quality. He's a quality player. I love watching him do what he does. He's never out of an HOH room. He's never out of the moment. He's always working. And I tell you what, right now, give me Tyler for the win. Now, I don't know if he will. Because I think that ends up catching up with you at some point. I think he, he's doing a really good job with what he's doing. He's so likable. His social game's great. His competition game is great. He's throwing comps when he needs to throw them. He's realizing that he needs to back off when he might be pressing too hard socially. He's a dynamic player. I love it. Um, and so that makes this season a lot of fun. And we see, you know, like we're going to talk about Sam tonight. I mean, we saw a real different side of Sam. I mean, as soon as Sam wins this HOH, we see a, a, a switch kind of flip with her. And I know a lot of us noticed it. I know you all noticed it, where she can be kind of, you know, un, unemotional and cold. But winning that HOH 
Tyler gave it to her, but good for him. I think he needed to throw that one. Um, and I think that it did help him, of course, with a good relationship with Sam that Sam seems to have with all the guys. And, of course, that's going to play into our nominations as we go further, as you know. But i, I got to say, I'm just so excited to see Tyler. I think he's the best player we've probably seen so far. doesn't mean that he can't trip and fall. But i got to say, best player I've seen at least in four years. I might even give you ten. Well, you know, Dan, Dan is that line. Dan Giesling is that line. You know, to me, you've got Will, you've got the Daniel Reyes, you've got the Wills, and you've got the Dans. That, to me, will always be the top three. I know a lot of people throw Derek in there. I just, I, I got it, Derek won. I just, I don't know. I think Daniel Reyes was so incredible. And uh, if you haven't seen the older episodes, and you've got CBS Access, I tell you guys this every year. If you have bought CBS Access, the, the feeds are not the greatest thing that you can have if you haven't seen the old seasons. If you have CBS Access and you have not seen seasons past, like, let's say you never saw after season, or before season 10 or before season 13, I'm going to beg you to do yourself a huge favor. Go back to seasons three, seasons four, seasons five, and go watch those seasons. I mean, CBS Access gives them to you in HD. They've cleaned them up. They used to be really grainy, but they've all been cleaned up. They look fantastic. It's so much fun to watch those old seasons. There was a lot of game going on. And a lot of seasons had great showmances and great game going on at the same time. I mean, you get a lot of the big package. And so it's a lot of fun to watch it. So please do. But, you know, I, I kind of consider Dan's the line of the last great winners. And i got to be honest with you, if Tyler carries this all the way through, I mean, I'm, I'm on board Team Tyler. You know, at this point, seeing what he's done, I'm ready to put him up as a really, really, really high top player if he wins this season or if he finishes close to the end. I, I could I could be a big fan of Tyler, and I am this season. But we see him kind of give this over to Sam. I think it was smart on his part. It's not necessary when you're looking around and somebody is your friend or somebody is an ally in that HOH comp and you have already won one, get off the, get off the stage. Get out of the limelight. Don't put any attention on yourself. Don't put a target on yourself. You survived an HOH. That HOH was huge for Tyler because it gave him the opportunity to start working with the six, that alliance that is now still together and strong. And Tyler maybe not, maybe would not be in that six, maybe would not be there had that HOH not, not gotten his way and him not have power where people wanted to work with him and talk to him about it. So, listen, that HOH was was magnificent for Tyler's game. Um, and giving it to Sam, we see a change in Sam, where Sam's starting to go through these changes and become a tougher player. You know, we saw her the first couple of weeks, and she was a, a really emotional. She was emotional. She was a basket case. They stuck her in a robot outfit. They kind of did her a, dis, a dirty disservice. I, I, You know, me and Fusky talked about this last week. You guys probably heard it, but – you know, it did her a disservice because it made her disconnect it from everyone. On the other end, I think it, I think it hit her. Uh, it hit her from, you know, really being someone that people wanted to get out of the house. It kind of made her less threatening. But her emotional spill through that time was really, really tough. And I don't know that if – I don't know that Sam doesn't go home without the robot being 
kind of the buffer there because she was emotional and she was a bit of a a drag on everyone. Uh, Luckily, it works out for her, and here we are today and this week watching Sam win HOH. And this week was all about Sam, Rockstar, and Caitlin. I mean, it was full-blown. You can throw Faisal in there. And we're going to talk about poor Faisal. I mean, what do you say? Buddy, you are not involved in anything. You are on the outside of everything. This, the vote hasn't gone. Faisal has not been aware of a vote in a very long time. He was tonight. He got in the vote tonight. But that's a couple of weeks there where Faisal is completely shocked face every single vote on Thursday. Buddy, you are out of the loop and you can be a much better player than you want to be. The girls love this guy. He needs to be working the room, not just two girls. He needs to be working every girl in there. And not taking – I'm not look, – look, we just went through female empowerment. We're going to talk about that. I'm not saying that, you know, that, you know, that women are just going to fall for him. But I think he's likable. I think he's a very charming fella. He's a big guy. He could probably win some comps. We saw him win a POV. We're going to talk about that. But – Come on, man. You've got to come out of that room and you've got to work people. You've got to get along with And I love him and JC's relationship is really funny. And JC played face a little bit, too. JC has come into the game. But what a weird, weird HOH. Because Rockstar does what Rockstar always does and goes into panic mode with almost every single HOH. All the all the suddenly the universe is fixed, and 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 everything is working against her, because the bad guys win. And Rockstar is not a bad guy, bad girl. Excuse the term. You know, in her eyes, she's a good girl. Now understand when I talk about players in this game, I talk about them strictly as players, not as human beings. That's a little discrepancy there. But I just want to make sure that you understand that Rockstar is playing the, one of the worst games ever. Because every time someone wins an HOH, do you remember in Scotty's HOH, what did she do? Scotty was that though. She didn't go talk to Scotty. She didn't go work Scotty. She didn't go try to better her situation in the house. She immediately bad-talked Scotty on his HOH. What happens when Sam wins HOH? The bad girls won. The bad people won. The good people are are just in this hole, in this godforsaken hole, this black cloud that is not of their own doing, but that the gods of BB have just chosen to punish the, the good people of the house. In reality, if you don't like these people winning, Rockstar, you've got to win. Because unless you've noticed, part of the problem with that core, that original alliance, is the weak people that build it. And what I'm talking about is Caitlin backstabbing her own alliance. I told you guys last week, or I told you guys a couple of weeks ago, during Caitlin's HOH, that that swaggy C vote was going to be her demise. That she would not be trusted, that people would not trust someone who got rid of her own alliance member. We saw that this week. So Caitlin has crumbled from that alliance. Scotty had it tied together just last week. We, we talked about it, we talked about it on Twitter. We talked about it everywhere. Scotty 
tied the core together, makes them work like a machine again, gets them engaged, gets them on humming, gets them going. They get out Winston. That's a huge target for them. He does this move on everyone and kind of puts up the bros that his side of the room hated, right? The same guy who voted out Swaggy C so that he could have control was absolutely invisible this week. That alliance is in bad, bad shape. And Rockstar needs to quit blaming the alliance that actually has their stuff together and look at her own alliance and realize that they do not. But we hear guys like that always win. She's fixated on Brett. How brilliant. Excuse me. How brilliant is Brett? Now, I told you guys it's wrong, and I'll tell you when I'm wrong. I was wrong when I told you guys I thought Brett was one of those guys that thought he was really smart and would actually be really dumb. He's a decent player. I won't give him great. I'll give him decent. I enjoy his game. And I think that he's a very, very, very loose guy. He's going to be a loose cannon. And that loose cannon is going to give you some entertainment this season. And he did it by going ahead and striking on Rockstar, somebody he does not like. And really, honestly... Do you blame him? Rockstar's been obsessed with these bros. She's been obsessed with guys winning and and, and girls lose because of guys like that and all this other stuff. And it's just so extreme that it's like, okay, A, you've given anybody a fair shot, if that's what your assumption is. Now, I told you guys, the bros made huge mistakes by being best friends in the house. They were BFFs. I mean, they did everything but hold hands. No problem with that. We're in 2018. Hold the phone. Don't tweet me. But it's fine. But I'm just saying they did everything to show that they were basically connected at the hip, made them super dangerous, and eventually that was going to be a problem, even for even maybe even for his own alliance. Winston and, and Brett were going to be a problem at some point. They were going to have to be dealt with. Scotty just took care of it for him ahead of time. But, you know, Rockstar was obsessed with them. I I think Rockstar could have won. She could have stayed on that tree a little longer. She could have tried to win that HOH. She could have flipped things. The universe is not at fault, Rockstar. You are. You're not playing a good game. When you don't play a good game in Big Brother and you're not a good floater, you usually end up on the block very soon, and that's what we kind of saw start happening. But how about J.C.? I'm going to give J.C. a big shout-out because we saw him play, right? This guy that I told you, because of his stature, and I'm not saying that to, you know, but I'm just saying because of his stature, a lot of people will see him non-threatening. It's great for him. It's good for his game. He looks very non-threatening. He's said some things. Yes, he has. I already told you guys we won't get into the politics of things. But if you take that out of it, the personal issues that you might have with him, J.C.'s laid really low and done a lot of a lot of under-the-radar movement. Now, him and Tyler also have an alliance. Tyler, you're going to be really, really shocked to hear, Tyler has a lot of alliances. He's smart. And he doesn't mingle. He doesn't mingle where he jingles. You can use that. I won't even copyright it. But he doesn't mix too much of his groups together. He keeps everybody pretty much in their place, which is another way I think that Tyler is really winning this game. He's got everybody kind of hemmed up with him loosely. There's a commitment, but there's no mixing. 
you know? He 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 doesn't mingle where he jingles. Now, you can take that to me and if you want to put on a shirt or something, feel free. Um but we see JC become a player. We see JC become a player because him and Tyler get into a room and they make the decision. This vote flipped, right? With Winston. And the vote flipping has been a huge factor this season. Can you name me any season where we've seen this much vote flipping and people being shocked? Another reason why I put a gold star on BB20 so far. Good job casting. I'll give you a shout out. I bash you every year. This year I'm going to give you a ton of credit. I don't know if this is just accident that you stumbled across this cast, but I really love that people are thinking strategically to get to the end. JC, Tyler work together. They make the decision. We flip the votes. Let's blame it on Caitlin. And let's work Faisal, because Faisal and JC have this really kind of cool relationship. It's so odd that it's, I mean, the best way you can put it is adorable. It is an adorable relationship between the two of them. It is a lot of fun. And they're funny together, because one's the biggest guy in the house and one's the smallest guy in the house. I don't, I don't listen, I can't sneak anything past you guys. You know that. But it's a, it's a funny relationship. And JC decides, well, you know, why don't we just basically, why don't we just find a way to work Faisal? You know, Tyler and JC talking about this, and it works out flawlessly. Now, let's be honest. Faisal's a guy, I've changed my power rankings to gamers and lamers. Because it got so stupid after talking about this, doing a power, okay. Gamers and lamers. I'm just telling you who I think are gamers and who are lamers. And I gave JC a, lamer, a gamer. I give I give Fessy a lamer. I told you guys before, this guy, poor guy, I, he seems like, you know, he kind of seems like Kayser. He's just really super nice. And I thought Kayser was a, a decent game player. I think he gets a little too much credit. I know, throw me the hate mail. I think it's a little bit too much credit um, because he is so likable for being a great game player. I don't think Kayser was great. I think he was good. I don't think he was a great player. But I kind of get, you know, he's Faisal's so likable that you almost just feel sorry for him. And he's in this situation where it's like the guy's left out of every vote. He's left out of every secret. The only, The girl that liked him, Caitlin, the girl that was all over him, hanging all over him, loving on him, flirting with him, jealous over his relationship with Haley, right? All this stuff. And yet, when it came for her time to to put up Swaggy C behind everyone, her own alliance's back, who's the last person that knows? Faisal. So he already has this cracked relationship with her that he feels like is kind of starting to crack and crumble because he's he doesn't get the things that she does. It doesn't make a lot of sense to him. Faisal is a team player. He's a football guy. He's been trained all his life to be a team guy. He has made a commitment to the core. Why can't everybody else commit to the core as well? To Faisal, his quote of this season is, what the hell is going on? We should be together. And every week this guy is dumped down. He's knocked down. And he gets back up, and he jumps right back in the alliance again, and he gets excited for the week if he thinks something's going to go the right way. And then somebody who's in the alliance will screw him over and vote differently, and this guy just falls to the ground. I mean, it's like starts right over. 
and this relationship with Caitlyn has just been strained. And we know it's been strained because he's got feelings with Haley. We're going to circle this part and tell you that's probably where your showmance is coming in for you showmance lovers. The showmancers. You showmancers may get your showmance very soon. But we see him getting a little closer to Haley because Haley, well, you know what? She's single and she doesn't lie. So that's kind of a check mark in her her corner. Caitlin held information from him, did some sneaky stuff behind his back with his own alliance member, and popped right back in the group like nothing happened. And Faisal, being Faisal, the kind guy that he is, brings her back into the fold. I don't understand what you did or why you did it, but you had your reasons, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we've got a folk flipped. I sent the wrong guy home, and JC plants that bug just at the right perfect moment. There are, I tell people I really believe in Big Brother. There are perfect moments. And if you can nail that perfect moment and have a little bit of luck, you can get really far. This was a perfect moment for JC because he totally works Faisal and telling Faisal, Caitlin was the flip vote. Think about this, man. It's got to happen. da 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 Faisal starts beginning to bite, bite the bait. He begins to take it. And that relationship between him and Caitlin begins to really, really sour. He kind of gets himself worked up. JC does a beautiful job saying, don't approach her about it. Just know that, you know, this is what she did. Just watch yourself from going here, going forward. Faisal, being duped by another person close to him, JC, falls for it. And we see everything come tumbling down. Like I said, I thought Brett was going to be dumb. I think blaming uh, uh, um, and blaming uh, Rockstar for trying to, you know, flip votes to save him was brilliant. I think he is a smarter player than I give him credit for. And so we see kind of Rockstar already tumbling by the time this week is starting. Elite Six stays strong. They're still together, despite the fact that they lost a huge member in Winston. That is a team of players, in my opinion, that took the hit and gritted their teeth and said, it's coming. They tried to do everything they could to stop it when Scotty was HOH, but this is a group that is really, really good. And they're good at, you know, they saw this coming. And I don't know, some of you have been probably maybe punched before, maybe not, but when you take a punch and you know it's coming, maybe it's boxing gloves, maybe it's fight between you and a friend, whatever it is. You see them rear back and you know it's coming. You grit your teeth and you turn your head down and you just take it because there's nothing else you can do at that moment. And that's what that elite, uh, elite six, or these six, I don't say elite six, these six took. What an awful, awful name for an alliance. Anyway, give me something a little bit better, right? That's exactly what the six did. They said, buckle down, the punch is coming, sorry, Winston, sorry, Brett, one of you is going to take this shot, it's not going to be good, you're not going to come back. And they took it, and they regrouped. That's what makes the Six such a great alliance to watch right now. Brett could have gone bonanza. He could have gone bonkers, bananas. He could have gone crazy. He could have raged on the house. He could have made everybody pay for what they've done. He could have cried to the heavens that somebody will spill blood for what they've done by taking his bro away. You know what Brett did? 
buckle back down, get back in the game, calmed himself down, kind of hid away a little bit this week, wasn't too involved with too much. Smart job, Brett. Smart job, Brett. Give Brett credit right there. But this alliance is strong, and Tyler is the leader of the group now, and I think he will take over the leadership of the group. And now his moves are starting to crack Fessel and Caitlin because he set it up with JC. This guy is playing chess. Everybody else is playing checkers. Right? We've heard that before. I told you guys, Caitlin screwed herself, sending Swaggy C home. It had no sen- made no sense. It had no rhyme or reason why Swaggy C was on her target, other than, again, the brilliance of Tyler. But even with Tyler in her ear, she should have been a much of, been more of a player to realize that Swaggy C is somebody's on my side. There's no reason to go after him. Just because he said he didn't really trust me yet? Well, then, were we in week three? Of course he doesn't. Do you, do you really trust him? Obviously not. You wanted to send him home. Trust is a big word in the Big Brother house, and it doesn't come quickly. It comes over time. And Caitlin, to me, just screwed herself. She wasn't straightforward with Faisal when it was going on. And it's taken Faisal a long time to kind of work it up, but after this last vote that he was led to believe was her fault, she's losing friends. We know already, with the way this is all setting up, that Caitlin's in trouble. And there's not much Caitlin can do to get herself out of it. But Sam's HOH pretty much became a closed-door policy. And that was shocking to me. I really, you know, we saw two different Sams. We saw the Sam who was vulnerable and weak and just trying to get along with everybody, just told the truth, and, oh, gosh, you know, I'm just doing the best I can. Kind of gave you this Jordan Lloyd feel. And we turn around and find out that once Sam has a little bit of power, Sam is cold. I mean, she is cold. We're talking polar bear toenails cold. And a little bit heartless. A real 180. I think it would scare a lot of the people in the house that saw her HOH. She has a closed-door policy. She tells everybody, I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about nominations. Screw you guys. You can basically deal with it when it happens. You can figure it out at that time. I'm not talking to anybody about it. Bad move. I don't like what I saw in her. I liked the mix of her being tougher because, like, we'll give a credit to our friend Fusky. He said she's tough. She works in a very tough industry. She's got to be a tough lady. She, you know, she's not a joke. And I agree with that, and that's okay. I'm supportive of that. I think that's wonderful. I was really excited to see her win HOH. But at the end of the day, when you go that cold on the house, but just for a few people, it's just not good. She doesn't have a lot of people that are going to hold her up. Tyler, yes, but we know Tyler's going to work angles as best for his game. She's got friends in JC. JC is working with Tyler to get to the end. She's going to be a stepping stone for a lot of people in this house that are going to work her. She needed commitments. She needed people to come to her, give her final two deals, give her final four deals, work something to protect you after this HOH. Instead, she pretty much told everybody, hey, screw you. 
You're not, I'm not talking nominations. Well, that might be fine, but the people that fear they might be nominated might be willing to work you a really sweet deal. And they may stick to it. I don't like how she treated people at that moment. And I don't like the way that she closed the door, and I think it's going to come back to bite her. Because people are going to remember that when they were HOH, you know, she's been in a lot of HOH rooms talking, right? She's been in some HOH rooms. She went up to Scotty's HOH. She went up to Tyler's HOH. But yet she's telling everybody else she's not going to talk to them or entertain them. Okay, your decision's made. That's fine. But make the people that you're living with, the people who may be putting you on the block, the people who may be looking at you as a threat, the people who may evict you and vote for you, may be looking at you and saying, you know what? If she's HOH, that coldness, I don't know that I want to be on the other end of that. And I really don't know where her head is. (coughs) Excuse me. So why am I going to sit here and trust her to work with me? I just don't I don't buy that being a smart idea. But I do love the fact that she got tough because it was such a weird thing for her, right? It was nice to see her step into that role of being a tough, tough, tough player. But I think she should have balanced it, right? I think you've got to balance that. It's okay to think what you want to think. We saw Scotty do the exact same thing, and that's where I applaud Scotty's game. And I, I consider Scotty a player. And here's why Scotty's a player. Scotty's A2H was last week. Scotty made a huge move. He got rid of the bros. Where was Scotty this week? Nowhere to be found. Scotty is in survival mode, hoping that one of his people wins that HOH next, and at this point, out of pure luck, right? That side of the house is about to be completely eliminated. Because I don't think we've seen quite all the players with the six yet. I think KC can play. She's laying low. She doesn't need to do anything. But I think KC could play. And we know Angela could play, but Angela has played a very good part of staying back in the back of the alliance and let people lead. She's not stupid. Scotty does his HOH, throws a big shot, big shot at the bros. That six takes a huge shot in the face. They survive it, and instead of ripping Scotty apart, Scotty slips into the background. That's what you do in HOH. That's what Tyler did. It's what Caitlin didn't do. And Sam's harsh HOH may gauge her to be a problem later on in this game and put a target on her because she's not going to be able to slip back and just say, oh, well, you know, forget it. That was a fun HOH. What are you guys eating for breakfast? It's not going to happen. Not with the rock star still being there. They made it, She made people feel like they were minions. I, I just I don't know that that angle is going to be good for her. You might just have to work with these people again. And don't forget, the person that you vote out has to come back, Sam. You should have just told everybody that from the beginning. Hey, I'm putting you up, but here's the great news about this. You're probably going to get to come back in. So whoever gets put up, it's not really an eviction. You're going to be able to come back in. And I would have played it off as when you go, when you get out of here, and you're going to play a really – and you know what? It ended up being the simplest freaking game ever called a puzzle. What is it, six, like five pieces? 
Oh, my God. We're going to talk about that. I've never in my life, guys, never in my life, never have I ever thought. When I thought, uh, I can't even get into it right now because I've saved it up. i got to, doctor says i got to calm down, relax. So I'm going to do that. But we're going to talk about that later because that was just pitiful. But you might have to work with these people again. You don't know. Maybe the app is putting together a five-piece puzzle in, in an hour and 45 minutes, okay? <laughs> you might have to work with these people again. You should have just gone ahead and just said it from the beginning. But no, in her nomination, she nominates Haley and Caitlin. And her speech is horrible. Respecting the males? Did you think the females in that house were going to say, yeah, you know, you're right? I don't think that's I don't think that's going to work right now. Respect yourself. It was cold. That was cold. And I think that a lot of the being upset, and we saw Haley get upset. I don't blame her. I mean, there are people that are watching that, and I don't think that Haley, and particularly Caitlin, have done anything particularly bad. I don't see anything that they've done that makes me, oh my God, it's so gross. We've seen other, we've seen other. Contestants, male and female, throw themselves at others and be really kind of, no, oh, the sound, at, at a, using, a, using a word my son would use, who's five, it's really grody, right? We've seen some grody moves. Nobody really did anything like that. I'm sure that you guys will send me all the cat, all, this, all the, uh, you know, feed caps showing me where somebody's done something, you know. But for the most part, I don't feel like Haley and, and Caitlin did anything to really deserve to have their character completely knocked down for being slutty, I guess, is the lack of better words for it. Who's Sam to judge? And it sounded like she was jealous. And I'm not sure that we're far off the target. Because what did we see Sam do the minute that Faisal starts kind of flirting with her? Melting his hands. Oh, you're so handsome and such a nice guy and such a good person. Any girl would be lucky to have you. Let me, you know, he hugs her and, oh, you know, you make me so happy, Faisal. That's what she said. You make me so happy. Sam, credit where credit's due. I, I like you as a person. I really, really do. But that was hypocritical as hell. To To throw these women under the bus to go, uh, you know, nicely call them slutty. To, you know, when you tell somebody they don't, if you tell a girl she doesn't respect herself, that's really the angle you're working. No, she didn't say it directly. Calm down, Twitter. But it was the implication she made. That was the vibe she gave. And as a female, I can understand where somebody like Haley took that hard. And Caitlin. And I'm not particularly a Caitlin fan. The, you know spiritual rock thing and all that stuff. I'm not really into that. Whatever you believe, you believe it's good, fine. I'm 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 good with that. But you know, we're talking about spirituality and whatnot. And, you know, that's something that she takes pretty serious. And, you know, I just think that Sam was extremely harsh and Haley realizing that her grandfather was probably watching the show I'm sure it hurt. I'm sure her family seeing that hurt, especially when she hasn't done things that she should be, that I am aware of, that she should be embarrassed about fully. 
I mean, they're all going to do stuff that they're embarrassed about. Ask JC. Mm-hmm. Or ask TMZ, I guess. But truth of the matter is, you always, you know, everyone, everybody in the house does something they're not proud of. It might be a small moment. It might be a big moment. But Ailey gets hurt by that, and it makes Faisal come right to her, right? And Sam is just stoic. I mean it. I, that's how I am. I, that's how I, they tried to go and talk to her about it. It was not going to change her. She was still felt that way about them and their behavior. Fine. I just wish they would have walked in on her and Faisal. I really do. And, and trust me, I like Sam. I like her in this game. I want her to stay for a while. But I, I, you got to admit, that was hypocritical at best. And they don't really owe her anything for for using the app. I mean, I don't know. She she comes around and says, well, you know, with the app, you know, yeah, they might come back. Sure, they might come back. But if they do, I'll just tell them, the app, you know, because of the app, my, it's because of my app. My app got you back in here. Sam, you just didn't use the app. It was the rules. And they're going to figure that out when they return. Nobody owes you anything for not using the app that you got. We gave you the app. You guys gave it to her. I don't trend them. Y'all do. I don't trend them. But we saw her, you know, she got it from the fans. And she didn't use it. She didn't need to. Lucky for her. But I think knowing that she had nothing to do really with that app being used to bring somebody back – she should have used it to soften the blow to anyone on the block so that when they return or if they return or if the other nominee gets HOH, that she is going to have some cushion there to say, yeah, I did vote you out, but I told you guys, when I, know, when I knew that I was going to have to use the app on you guys, I felt more comfortable realizing that you guys would come back in. That way I didn't get any blood on my hands. Y'all had a shot to come back, and it was all going to be good. She doesn't do that. She wants to take credit for that. I don't like Sam's HOH this week. I don't think it was good for her moves going forward. And I wonder who we're going to see play this game, which Sam will play this game as we go forward. Will we see that cold Sam, or will she go back to being the innocent, loving, wonderful, sweet Sam that I really do think that she is? But that cold Sam was something I don't think anybody expected to see. But that's where we are, guys. Listen, i got to take a really quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about POV. I swear, swear to you on all things that this is going to be no more than a two-minute uh, two commercial. When we come back, uh, actually it will be two minutes and seven seconds. You can fast-forward this. But with two minutes, when we come back, we're going to talk about POV and what we think is going to be happening. Hang tight, guys. This is the Big Brother After Show. You're listening to it with Sam. I'll be right back. It's not about anything else. Go to your room and lock the door. Cause when you try it once, you wanna try it some more. Try it some more. Time doesn't matter and that's a fact. It might be small, but it's a big
nuts. An intensely crunchy corn snack comes in seven nut-busting flavors. Bust a nut at a convenience store near you. I mean, it was, it was really fun to see that. 
I wish that Big Brother would have gone a little bit farther this season. It is 20 years, and I've heard some rumors that the players were welcome to come back and host competitions and all this other stuff and be part of the opening show, but they had to pay their own way and things like that. And I just thought, you know, that's shame on them. I mean, these players built this game. You know, your 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 Dr. Wills and your Rachels, they're people that built this game and they built the following that you that you guys are listening to this because you love the game. Pay for their flights. If that's true, that was just something I really did not uh, – I don't know. I didn't appreciate that. But anyway, I guess Rachel paid her own way to be there. I don't know that she lives very far from there. But Rachel shows up, and it's really kind of nice to see an old face in the house again. Uh, of course, she hosts the POV. And before this POV, Faisal is in a love triangle. That's what I call it. It's a love triangle. Was it really about love? No. But it was a real triangle. And he's stuck between Caitlin and the promises to save Caitlin, even though he has no intention of saving Caitlin. He tells her he will because he's a nice guy. And really, you know, he tells Haley, I told her that I was going to save her, but I'm really going to save you if I win it. Faisal, bro to bro, friend, man to man. We're not friends. Man to man. My my guy should not be winning that POV. My dude should be throwing that POV as quickly as he would a hot pan out of the stove. What are you doing? What in the world? I mean, you know gonna be Caitlyn anyway. I don't think anybody had any fear of, of Haley. Haley's pretty non-sufficient at this point. She's insignificant in the game. I think she was going to be fine. There was no need to win that and save her. And that's where your showmance probably begins. My hero. Right? My hero. Come and save me. Get me off this horrible block. And here he comes. And he wins this POV. One of the dumbest things this guy could do, because all it was going to do is if Caitlin was coming back, was going to make him catch complete hell. And as we know, I think there's some truth to no hell like a woman who's scorned. I have been that. I have been on the receiving end many times, right? So, so we had to think that if Caitlin, in some weird way, were to return or not get voted out or whatever that she's going to skin him alive. And she was planning on it. She was planning on it. He was her target. Another reason why Caitlin, I just feel, was really bad at this game. Come on, it's a POV. He didn't nominate you. you got to understand, Haley's single. She didn't lie to him. Those are, again, that's a big check mark in the Haley box. Take your lumps. But don't get mad over somebody not using a POV. But he decides, I'm going to win this. I'm going to completely set my up for, set myself up for one woman to like me and one woman to hate me. And if anybody has dated two people at the same time, this is a bad idea. Now, the problem is, is when you're dating someone, you can lock the door and not pick up your phone. When you live in the HOH house, guess what? You sleep in a bed next to that person. Not the best route to go. But... I think Faisal wins this thing. He doesn't throw it. And you know what? He's got himself a real mess because not only does Caitlin think that he will use it on her because he promised. You said you would. 
He's also got to deal with Haley and her trust. And will he really use it on me or will he really use it on her? Right? Is there a right answer or wrong answer? Probably. Is it better to not have to answer the question? Yes. Faisal, it is. It's better to not win this and let somebody else deal with the problem. The POV, though, only confirms that Caitlin is on an island by herself. She's chased away every friend. She's chased away her own alliance. She's switched votes. She's changed things. She's nominated her own people. Caitlin is a mess. If you had to write a book on how to lose after winning HOH, Caitlin is the perfect person to make that autobiography about. Because Caitlin completely screws her own alliance, the only people that were really working for her, she screws over, nominates Swaggy C, backdoors him, I mean, sends him home, no problem, tiptoeing, and let's skip right back into the alliance and hang out. Let's hang out. Let's talk stories. Let's talk about, you know, our lives. Let's talk about, like, let's talk about kindergarten. And the rest of them are like, are you crazy? What in the world just happened? She has no conception that she's just screwed over a bunch of people that she literally wants to lay in a room with, kick her legs back, swing her feet, and talk about cool things. They were never going to bring her back into that group. And they were nice to her, but... What did she expect was going to happen? So, of course, Kaylin on her island by herself. Swaggy sees eviction on her hands, an alliance that's been broken by her hand. And the timing, perfect, perfect timing of J.C. and Tyler's plan, too perfect. You couldn't have scripted that better. Some of you will claim that it was. I don't know. I love it, though, because it worked out perfectly because Faisal now – the only the only connection she had, the one person she's lied to, not really lied to, but not really been forefront with, upfront with, is now broken from her, broken from her because of the brilliant plan of J.C. and Tyler. I don't know what Faisal was thinking when in this thing. He really set himself up again, proving Faisal without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. He is a lamer, not a gamer. I put him in the lamer category. But Faisal messes up, man. Let me tell you something. It's like watching a guy, again, watch, watching, a, and I'm even a guy, but some of you women, you know, you've dated two men at the same time that are unaware of each other, right? What's the one thing you do not do? You don't call them by the other person's name. What does Faisal do? Strike. Strike. That's a strike. He's going to call Caitlin Haley in the middle of discussion, the POV. (laughs) She knows right then she's not getting saved. And there's just no way to fix it. You're not going to fix it with her, right? And at the same time, he's got to deal with both of them. And I will say this, Caitlin. Reminds me of a crazy ex who won't accept the reasons you broke up with them. You know, that guy or girl that keeps calling your phone, texting you all the time, but I don't understand. But I don't understand. But why? It doesn't make sense. Everything was so good. Why? Because I don't like you. And, of course, you don't say that. I hope you're nicer than that. 
but it just wasn't working out for me. I didn't feel comfortable. It just, you know, I didn't feel the romance. I felt kind of out of things with us. Didn't feel right. You know, whatever reason you want to say, that's a kind reason. It's not you, it's me. I'm not ready for this kind of commitment. Whatever you got to do, right? But she is knocking on your window, you know, that your apartment door. Right? Hey. And she wants in, and she wants to talk about your relationship. She wants to talk about why y'all broke up. You've already discussed this seven times. By text, by phone, in person, at your work where she showed up. Or he showed up. We'll throw a he in there. Showed up at your work. Just want to talk. Can we go to lunch? No, we can't. We broke up. That's Caitlin. And she doesn't understand why. Why? Why? Why the universe is so wrong to me? You can put her right in the same boat with, with Rockstar. Listen, things didn't work out for you because you betrayed the only people that were relying on you to make a move to help them. And then you completely became secretive about that move with people that were the closest to you. <coughs> and it was easy for Faisal to believe that you that you switched the vote. It was easy. Why would he why would he why would he not believe that after everything you've done? Caitlin, you did it all to yourself. But that, him calling her the wrong name was hilarious. That's a big no no. If you've ever been in that situation, it is one of the most awful situations. It's completely unintentional. You don't mean to hurt that person. You do it, and it's just like, oh, my God, ex-girlfriend's name or whatever for your current girlfriend or your current boyfriend, you know, you call Dave Dan. You know what I mean? You call Emily Shelley. Whatever it is, I mean, you, you do it, and it's like, I, this, I can't get out of this. Because no matter what, even if I wasn't thinking about that person, you're never going to convince the current girlfriend or boyfriend you weren't thinking about that person because you just said their name. Just hang it up, Faisal, (laughs) and hope to God that Caitlin goes home. We see the POV nominations. And uh, Sam goes to this moment where she was going to put up JC. I don't understand what the point of that was. Again, another Sam move that just didn't make any sense in the you know, it just, I get it, nobody would have voted J.C. out, but it wasn't necessary. You know, and that discussion, I don't think, made a lot of sense. There was no reason to put J.C. up. Rockstar was the obvious person to put up. Were you trying to save some face with Rockstar? Really? There's no need to save your face with Rockstar. Rockstar is on a very short lease, very short lease, and she's going to be moving out very soon. Somebody's going to get fed up with her. But to make that decision to put up your best friend and then back out of it and say, well, no, I'm going to put a rock star. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And and so then Sam reveals that she's got this app. And, you know, got to be honest, the Vietnam is so confusing, so confusing. JC going up, no, he's about to cry on the couch, this poor kid. She's backing out of it. She throws Rockstar up instead. It doesn't matter if the person can come back with your app. It doesn't matter. But putting your friend up there that didn't do anything yet to deserve to be put up there and didn't need to be a pawn, there was no pawn needed right now. Again, I think Sam just hurts herself in this HOH so much. 
that I'm sure JC appreciates her backing off of it, but there's a part of JC that's got to be thinking, wait a minute. I'm so glad I'm safe, Sam. Thank you so much. And then as he's laying in bed, it's like, wait a minute. Wait a, wait a damn minute. I get why she was doing it. She explained it to me. But at the same time, why were we even ne- – why was it even necessary? And we see Caitlin make an even bigger mistake by claiming to us that she's going to come after Faisal if she gets back in the house. Makes zero sense. To come after somebody for not using a – a power of veto on you makes zero sense. There was no need to come after Faisal when she came in back in the house. If anything, come back in the house and repair your relationships. Because if anything, it's probably really easy to send you back out. Build your relationships when you're in a bad situation like that if she were to make it back. But I also kind of agree with her that Faisal shouldn't have really come in there trying to make her feel better and hug on her and all that. I mean, that, at that point, that relationship's sour. Dude, write it off. You're good. You're too nice of a guy, and you're confusing her, and you're making it harder. You're keeping her around. You're keeping meat on the bone. She's going to keep coming around, asking you questions, because you're leaving that out there. He should have left her alone. But Caitlin is one of the most manipulative people, and not in a good way. I mean, she is a little bit planned out manipulative. I mean, some of the things that she says, some of the things that she does, it is to make people feel bad for her, but on a level like, again, like uh, somebody that she used to date making you feel bad for breaking up with them. You know what I mean? When we broke up the next day, I got in a car accident, it's all your fault. You know what I mean? It's like this whole, like, it's all on you. It's all you. It's your fault. And Faisal should have just left her, let her be. And it seemed like tonight's eviction or, la- or tonight's eviction was going to be really hard for people. I mean, they really couldn't decide between Rockstar and Caitlyn. I don't think that either one of those is a big deal because I don't think Caitlyn's got any friends, and I think Rockstar's probably wearing out herself. And I don't think that she's going to be really heavy in competitions. And I really be, would be shocked to see probably Rockstar win anything. Now, I will eat my socks if that probably happens next week or this week when they do the HOH. But I really don't see Rockstar pulling that one off. And, in fact, I'm just going to check real quick see if we know uh, if they should. Uh, all right, no HOH that I know of um, has been done. So there's nobody that we know is going to be HOH right now. But I seriously doubt that she's going to get one. I say that sometimes I'm wrong, but I just, I don't know. She doesn't seem like a real go-getter. Call me crazy. But it looks like this eviction is going to be tough for some trying to figure out which one is the best one to send home. A lot of people want to get rid of Rockstar. You know, we see Brett and them talking about Rockstar. Um, and the first time we see some real turmoil over who should go home. First time in a lot of seasons we've seen this. Level 6 showed that they can survive so well, again, regrouping. Tower, Tyler now leading the charge. And they're having these discussions on who should go home. Sam's involved with Tyler. Tyler keeps Sam separated. That's what's great about Tyler. And I keep harking on his game, but I love this. He keeps Sam very separated from the group. He keeps J.C. separated from his other groups. He keeps Sam and J.C. kind of away from each other, even though they're friends. They're kind of in it together. But I think they talk very separately about different things. And there's no meeting of the minds of of all this. And what I like about Tyler and J.C., too, to interject here, we're talking about the discussion on evictions and whatnot, is that I like that Tyler and J.C. do exactly what I wanted to see the bros do. They separate. They give information. They talk. They give each other what they think is going on, they plan, they strategize, 
Then they kind of go to their own parts of the house and they do their thing. That is the way to have an alliance. I will preach that till this this show is canceled. It will be always about great alliances who can work different sides of the house and then come together. We saw it with Jason and Danielle Reyes. We saw it with the Renegades. We saw it with uh, Will and um, Will and Mike Boogie were able to kind of, uh, although they were kind of BFFs, but they still worked other sides of the house. If you watch season seven, they very much worked different people uh, for their own good with working together on a plan to get the final two. Now, we go through this whole thing with the eviction. Eviction speech by Caitlin is awful. No one wants to hear about you listening to your intuition. Here's why. Your intuition doesn't make me feel very trustworthy. Make me feel like you're very trustworthy. Uh, intuition tells me that you're going to go whichever way the wind blows. We already saw this with Swaggy C. We've already seen this with votes. So now you're telling me, hey, guys, listen. Listen to your intuition. If you keep me in it, this is what I've done this whole game is listen to my intuition. All you are saying to everyone in that house is I've been very unreliable because wherever the wind blows and however I feel is how I'm going to go. She's proven that. She's shown that. Even if she returns to the house, that closing speech is enough to make people say, you know what, she's going to, she would vote on her own alliance. She's going to stand up there and tell me that she's going to go with her intuition. What she should be up there saying is, I screwed up, right? I messed up, and I had to learn a lot about loyalty. And being on my own this week and realizing that maybe people that I thought I had kept as uh, friends and alliance people or friends or, you know, people I could trust, I probably burned them. And if I come back in this house, my promise is, is that I'll make amends for all that and I want to work with people who want to work with me. I want to start over if I come back in this house. And if you keep me here, I want to start over. You're probably not going to work, but you never know. Maybe the plan is to keep you anyway. And those words mean a lot when you're kept. And you come back in a competition that was easy enough for a five-year-old to win, you come back, people may give you another shot. When you tell me you're using your intuition, you're just telling me that you're going to play the game that you feel like you've got to play, and we don't have any commitments. There are no commitments. Your intuition is your commitment. And Faisal, as we see him use that veto to save Kate, to save uh, Haley, Rockstar goes up, Faisal votes, Caitlin out. He needs her to go away at this point. And others fall suit, and Caitlin goes home. We've talked about it again. Nobody's going to trust Caitlin. Even our alliance members are ready to cut her. She's evicted by the largest margin this season, 9-1. to one. She has the chance to return. And i got to be honest. Before we do this, I'm going to run this Morty's commercial because I've got a rant about this plus This return comp is so sad that we honestly have to spend the next couple minutes on it. And I do have to run a Morty's commercial. So you know the gig. Listen to it. Two minutes if you're listening to it. After we've gone live, fast forward a couple minutes, you get through it. But anyway, this is our friends Morty. When we come back, we're going to talk about the app, comp, whatever mess this was, whatever – 
whoever thought of this, I don't even know if I can be mad at them. Oh, God. It's so painful to think about. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. Hang on, guys. Two minutes, three seconds. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com. She didn't get the message. So when she gets there, 
she's sitting in this hall waiting for the announcement, you know, these people to come out and announce Journey and announce, I think it was like ELO and a couple of electric, electric light orchestra, the cars, a couple of people were getting introduced. And, uh, you know, they play. They play after they're, you know, they get inducted and then they play their songs or whatever. And he never sings a song, not one. Journey plays with the replacement singer. He's a very good singer. Um, Not many people can duplicate Steve Perry, and this guy does it fairly well. That was not good enough for her or her friend. And there were pictures that they posted on Twitter, which was or uh, on Facebook, which were funny. It was like this pre-Steve Perry is going to sing photo of them being very, very excited and smiling and laughing and having a great time and pointing to their journey shirts and everybody's got you know their mouth open, hands pointed to the sky, very excited. And then there's that moment when you realize that he's not coming out and the after photo, which was just them basically completely depressed. It was funny and sad at the same time. So Obi does do something. I don't know why we went on that tangent, but. Aaron Journey kind of reminded me of it. Hopefully he'll do something because I've already gotten, like, three, like, texts from her over the week of, look, he's in the studio, and but this guy's done it to the to fans before. I don't know if he's really going to do it. But let's get to the things that matter. Not that Steve Perry doesn't, but he doesn't right now. Because we're going to talk about this app for them to return back in the game, whoever was evicted. We talked about earlier, Caitlin goes out, slammed out the door. The door slams her on the rear on this boat. But she has an opportunity to return. Oh, good for her. Fantastic. Hope she can do it because, you know, sometimes these competitions are really hard. You've got to fit a ball in a hole or, you know, you've got to swing across something or put a really difficult, tough puzzle together. You're timed. You've got to run over some kind of, you know, ditch over a you know small bridge whatever you know what i mean you got to tiptoe and keep your balance no 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 my friends allison grodner and the people at fly on the wall who i think are the actual management team that deal with this came up with the perfect plan for anyone to re-enter this game it's called a a actual life-sized five piece puzzle and the hardest part about this puzzle the hardest part about this puzzle is simply disassembling it and putting it through a hole that's two by three to the other side where you run around mind you could briskly walk to the other side and save no time by doing that not going to give you an advantage or disadvantage because literally you're fitting it through a hole, walking two feet to the other side, and putting it back together again. I can't help but think of this production meeting in which the discussion was, okay, we have – because you've got to remember, they're probably planning on do we want this person back or do we not. That's probably their plan. Then when they decide if we want this person back, which they obviously will always want a player back in the game, Right? Let's let's decide what we want to do. Do we make this like difficult as hell? Do we want to make them like crawl through molasses and bring a ball from over here? Find a clown shoe, refill a bowl with a um, you know a, a, a cup serving spoon? No. no, 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 no. 
We've, we've listen, guys. We've taken this in the lab. We've de- dissected it. We've timed it. Everybody in this production staff meeting, all 150 of us, can do it in 38 seconds. Even Tommy, the slow guy, who is 80 and decrepit, was able to put this puzzle together in a minute. So let's just do this. Let's make it a two-minute and 30-second competition. That way you can't lose. But shouldn't there be more pieces? No. Five is enough. But shouldn't we make the pieces maybe smaller? No. We want the person to return. We need this person to return. We bought an extra week of time. We need this. Everybody's done it. It's no problem. We have run over this a million times. Andrea brought her baby in. He is 18 months old. We let him have a hack at it. He was perfect. A little slow, 45 seconds, but still, boom, done. Seal it, staple it, put it in a piece of paper, mail it off. It's, it's done. It's done. Caitlin cannot put together a puzzle that literally my son can do in his sleep, and he's five. I mean, there's just no words. And there's that time There's that time where you're going, well, you know, I don't know what the problem is with her. She obviously has no ability to cognitively put this puzzle together. But you know what? Screw it. There's still 30 seconds. There's still, there's still 30 seconds. There was a part of me that said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, the most pitiful display of somebody trying to hand another person an opportunity to play a game again, to get back in this game. One of the, I, I have to say, the simplest, simplest competition I've ever seen to return to Big Brother in 20 seasons, easy. And Gatlin cannot accomplish what a child can do. She's got 30 seconds left. The puzzle's together. What has happened? 20 seconds left. The puzzle is together. Why cannot? Why you can't snap this together is beyond me. It is your height. This is not small pieces. This is not a 100-piece puzzle where you have to find the corners. That is difficult. Let me tell you. We won't even get into 1,000. Give me an 80-piece puzzle. I'm stumped for a little while. 50 pieces? It's going to take me a little bit. Get me down to 25? Two minutes and 30 seconds. That's going to be really... Get me into five? This is a joke. And there's no way I thought any human being who could walk on two feet was going to be able to mess this up. But here's Caitlin not being able to fit pieces of a puzzle life-size that's in five pieces together. And she just refuses basically to act reasonable and snap a couple of pieces in place and just basically quits and cries. And you think, what in the world? I would be so embarrassed that crying wouldn't even be an option. Maybe maybe crying is an option for some people who are embarrassed. What are you mad about? I mean, at that point, I go out the back door. 
Okay, where's the back door to the studio? Because I just want to get in a car and go. Miserable. Miserable. So sad. So pitiful. Guys, I told you we would do players and lamers. We're not doing power rankings anymore. It just sounds stupid to go through power rankings and re-explain everything. But we got the players. The players right now, Tyler, can you get a better game? I mean, this is so good for Tyler. The guy's making moves. The only advice I would give for Tyler, because we don't know who HOH is going to be, is that eventually I don't think you need to win an HOH. I think you need to be cool. You seem to be good with everybody. Stay low. Don't win anything unless you have to. And just be cool because you're good. You're in a good spot. You're able to do your HOH. You got no blood on your hands. You play dumb when the votes come in. You're in a brilliant spot. Stay cool until you start getting into jury. That's my advice to Tyler. But being in those HOHs and making those moves and talking to people, eventually people are going to start putting pieces together. JC became a player this week. He's a player, not a lamer. I love it. JC getting in there, working some angles, working with Tyler. Beautiful job. Bailey, player. I love how she's been able to handle the Swaggy C eviction, kind of come into her own, stay low, play her game, and know when to get in and out of people's relationships and personal space. She's really, really good at doing that. Bailey is somebody to watch get sneaky in this game. I can see Bailey making moves as she gets up there. Don't put an HOH past Bailey. I think she's going to probably get one. And her moves are going to be pretty obvious, obviously going for bread or somebody like that. She's going to go after her. And she might be that person. Bailey just might be that person who catches on to Tyler. She just might be. I just got a feeling that she's a very, very, very smart player. I think she knows what she's doing. I like where Bailey's at. She's a player. Brett is a player. Love how he rebounded from Winston's eviction. Came right back in the game. Calmed himself down. Threw some shade on Rockstar. Got her in a tizzy. They obviously have a love-hate relationship. They actually have a hate relationship. And I think that's going to keep Brett kind of out of people's ways because he's going to be battling with Rockstar so much that everybody's going to get tired of Rockstar blaming Brett for the world being round again. Scotty, great job hiding out after a huge HOH. Sammy could have easily said, you know what, maybe I'll go after Scotty. No real reason to. Wouldn't be any reason for it. But Tyler is on her shoulder, right? So the thought is, Scotty could be in danger maybe this week. Great job hiding back in the shadows, man. Great job laying low again. Great job voting with the house with Caitlin. Great job just being you and staying out of it. Because I said I thought Scotty was a gamer from the beginning. I think he is. I think he's. A, I think he's a player. He's a gamer. And so I like where Scotty sits. I like where Scotty's been able to maneuver himself. It's not so much what somebody does in HOA, just what they do afterwards. And Scotty played it perfectly by kind of going back under the radar and hiding out. My alliance wants to throw themselves in the fire. By all means, let me get out of your way. Scotty's playing it perfectly. The lanes, Faisal. We keep talking about this. Faisal, Faisal, Faisal. You are so unintuitive of the game. You are so unplugged. For such a nice guy, for such a guy that I really, really would like to see playing this game a little harder, it's so hard to watch Faisal just crash into mountains left and right. He's a lamer. 
and I don't know that we're going to get a player out of him. I think he's going to be a lamer for, for the rest of the season. Haley is a lamer. Haley's not doing anything to help herself. She's not doing anything to hurt herself. I don't think I don't consider her a floater. I just consider her being there, and therefore I consider her a lamer. Rockstar, lamer. Anybody who's going to complain about every single HOH that comes about, everybody, anybody who's going to continue to blame everybody else in the world but herself for the game she's playing is a lamer. I can't get on her side, and if some of you guys like her, I can't. She's the, she, uh, and somebody tweeted, she is, ugly, she is an ugly crier. It's pretty bad. But I think if most of us saw each I – would, I would invite all of you that next time you get really upset about something, and God, I hope it's not anything serious, but next time somebody just hurts your feelings or you're just having a bad day and you're crying, look at yourself. I did that many years ago, and I realized, you know what, uh, the things that I get upset about, like certain things when I was younger, maybe it's best not to cry because I'm really, really ugly looking when I do that. I think if more people saw themselves cry, they would probably cry a lot less. That's pretty, pretty bad when you look at her. Um, and <clears throat> Caitlin, of course, I had as a lamer. Caitlin just could not get any friends. We, we talked about her moves. No need to go, better, go back uh, over that. Then I got the float, float my goats. Do you guys remember? Uh, I don't remember what the saying was, something about totes my goats or whatever it was. So this is the floats my goats. These are the guys who are just there. I don't even know what's happening. They just seem to continue just to float in there, and they're playing right in the stream where they need to be. These people play right in the middle. They're on the six, but they seem to just be there as Tyler does all the moves and Brett and Winston were doing all the moves. They just kind of are there. Of course, that's Casey, who I do think is going to start playing at some point. I really got a really weird feeling that I think we're going to see Casey show up at some point. There's just no need for her to do it right now. I don't blame her. I mean, we blame floaters all the time for floating. But at the end of the day, there's so much sometimes going on in a house. It's better to be the floater. At the beginning of the season, lay back. Be cool. Don't cross anybody. You know, be friends. Don't cause any heat. You don't need to be mouthy. You don't need to be causing any kind of static. And definitely Casey, Rachel, and Angela fit that mold. The thing is that we know Angela's a player. We saw her play before. She is a player. Angela is going to get in this game midway through. I think you're going to see Angela start playing this game as we see the, the jury start coming around. I think she's going to get serious. I tell you guys with every alliance that's out there that's ever played, it's bigger than two people. If it's bigger than two, if it's bigger than four, you're definitely going to get an alliance that eventually has to eat itself. And what I mean by that is that you eventually get an alliance that everybody can't go to the final four, everybody can't go to the final three or the final two, right? So alliances have to start eating themselves. Do not be shocked if Angela is one of the first people to realize that. I do think that even though she's a floats my goats, <laughs> I feel stupid even saying that, but even though she's one of those floaters, at this point in the game, I think she's just somebody – I think she's a creature hiding in the bushes ready to strike, maybe like a rattlesnake, you know. She's just sunning herself and enjoying that rock right now. Nobody's bothering her. Nobody's getting her way. But the moment that she'll feel a little bit of pressure, she's going to strike. And I think Angela's going to become your player at the end of the season, much like a, a Jillian and Big Brother 1, uh, Canada 1, if you guys remember, ever watched Big Brother Canada. It's a pretty good season. But I think you're going to get somebody who's going to be really vicious as this game gets going. But I think right now there's no need. There's just no need for her to have to do it. So Angela is laying very, very low. She's not getting into arguments with anybody. She's not causing any problems. 
She's doing exactly what she needs to do. But Angela is somebody that I really find to be a sneaky person. And I give Sam also uh, a player. I mentioned Sam in the player category. Uh, But I think, again, wrapping up this show, I think her HOH did not help her. Uh, I like seeing the toughness in her. I like seeing her take no prisoners. But at the same time, I think it's too early for a lot of the moves that we're seeing. We saw that with Caitlin. I called that out that week Caitlin was HOH. It's too bold of a move this early. I think Sam was a little too, too harsh this early in the game. You know, she said some really harsh things, and she was very cold to the house during her HOH. She's very to the point. And I don't know that people will know which Sam they're really dealing with as this season goes because they saw quite a different one in this HOH room. We all did. We all saw a shocking HOH, and although it was fun to see, I don't know that it's great for her game. So she might be a player this week, and she's definitely not a lammer. But she is definitely riding a line that's very fine by the way she treated the rest of the housemates this week. Very disappointed. Was glad to see the boldness. Was very disappointed in the way that she kind of threw her weight around. And kind of downgraded, down, uh, downgraded, degraded some of the house guests. I think that that's going to be something that everybody kind of pays attention to and says, wow, you don't really know what she's thinking. That's a little bit scary. And she showed that she's not just a crybaby that has an emotional breakdowns. that she is actually somebody who can be quite vindictive and quite striking at things that she doesn't like. And her cold shoulder towards people, I think, even maybe shocked Tyler a little bit. I felt like I got that vibe in reading a lot of the spoilers and whatnot on Morty's, that you know, that, that, that cold vibe that she gave out really shocked even even Tyler. So I'm not sure that anybody going forward really wants to be in her way, but I'm not sure that anybody really wants to keep her around very long because if she's that determined and she's that cold, she obviously has a game plan that she's involved in that maybe doesn't include most of the house. So we went from really sweet Jordan Lloyd to very vicious Rachel type of person, and I think that it might have hurt her. You guys let me know on on Twitter. Do you think that – uh, Sam's HOH really hurt her game going forward. I'm going to vote yes on that. You guys let me know. I'd love to hear it. Listen, guys, I want to appreciate. I, I want to let you know how much I appreciate you listening. Our viewers, our listenership is growing by leaps and bounds. It's incredible. I owe that a lot to Morty's. Please go see him. I always beg you guys. Please go see Morty's. Go join. Um, you know, it helps us. It helps them. I volunteer. Volunteer to do some of the work over there and and be a um, a, a feed. Well, you know, a great name with that would be like a feed analyst. Would you like to be a feed analyst for BB? Go to Morty's. Sign up. Tell them Sam sent you. Uh, they'd love to have you over there. But if anything, just go over there and read some of the articles, read some of the blogs, and get involved in the forums. You'll you really enjoy it. Um, but that being that, guys, next Thursday we will know who the HOH is. We will have an eviction. We will review that week, and we'll review what we think is coming up for the week. What do I think is coming up for the week? Well, I don't give much on <laughs> the old swaggy sea minions doing much. If anybody's going to win anything over there, it's going to have to probably be Scotty. I wouldn't put it past Scotty to win another HOH to keep himself going. But with his alliance falling apart, Scotty's going to have to start coming up with an extra strategy. And if he's going to play this game and finish it, he's going to have to find a way to break up the six. He's going to have to find a way to get rid of Tyler or work with Tyler or he's going to have to find a way to take a shot at Brett 
But something's going to have to happen with Scotty for Scotty to survive. I don't think he can lay low another week. He's going to be looked at as dangerous. Don't put it past Brett winning an HOH this week. I could see that happening, and I would not be surprised if he takes revenge on Scotty. It's going to be an interesting, interesting week. But we'll know on Thursday night how all this wrapped up, and we'll hopefully have an HOH we should for Thursday night so we can talk about what's going on uh, in the future. The problem with the HOH this week is that we don't know who it is, so it's really hard to see what the next week's going to look like. But we'll get that back next week and everything will be back on on the schedule of BB After Show. Guys, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Be good to each other. Be kind. And we'll see you next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern, as we go live to talk about Big Brother 20. This is the BB After Show. I'm your host, Sam. It's been a pleasure, guys. See you next Thursday night. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye! <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. <laughs>